Before we begin, we have a quick disclaimer. All opinions expressed in Energon shots are strictly personal opinions. Also, this show's 18 up, so if you're listening to this and you're under 18, you're grounded. We have no connections to any company or corporation, and we do not represent any larger conglomerate which may or may not exist to sell toys to kids. We also do not represent any comic book publisher who may or may not release stories about robot aliens from any specific planets. Also, both of our personas are made for this show and this show only. So if you see us anywhere else, they're fakes, and you should kill them. Uh, wait, what? Remember, if there's two of you in the same universe, the universe will kill one of you eventually. Do your civic duty and shoot your doppelganger on sight. Uh, don't, don't do this. Don't murder anyone. We do not endorse murder. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the show. And uh, welcome to Energon Shots, the show where we take shots at the cons and bots. Uh, my name is Livewire, and I'm the thirsty one. I'm Bogey, and I'm the sane one. Uh, hey, Livewire, why are we calling me the sane one, though? So one of us has to be sane here, and it can't be me. <laughs> that <laughs> Okay, that's true, but these are some really high standards that I'm going to have to live up to now. Well, the, like, what do you define as sane is the thing. Uh... Not someone who watched the entirety of Rescue Bots Academy just to find out if there was, like, a hint of lore. <laughs> there is not a hint of lore in the entirety of Rescue Bots Academy. But you watched it! I... I did. <laughs> I did. It's okay. So, uh, yeah, so I, I am Livewire. Obviously, that is not uh, my real person name. That is the name for the Transformers person uh, persona, my, my TF-sona, if you will. <laughs> and uh, I turn into a gun because I'm a cool kid. And Livewire's story is that uh, I am an experiment from Brainstorm that gained sentience and wanted to become a social media influencer. Uh, I'm Bogey. I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I am literally Bogey, have always been Bogey, and will always be Bogey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know that you're doing this cool new human Sona thing on the side, but, you know, that's that's not my deal. Um, hey, I hey, let a... me be a human on my days off. <laughs> okay, maybe, but you might have to be, like, a triple changer for that one, and I don't uh, want to see what the result looks like. That's so much effort, no. <laughs> Um, I am a cowardly Predacon turned heroic Maximal, because, uh, Predacons are cool, but really, really scary, and a little mean, and impolite. <laughs> um, I am a, uh, Yichi, that is, that is my alt mode. Uh, I am also small. That's, that's all you need to know. Yay, small kid club! I'm, I'm also small, I'm a minibot. You are smaller than I am, I think. Yes, I am very- I am tiny. I am swerve-sized. Yeah. 
Yeah, I could I could pick you up in my uh in my little bird feet and like carry you off. I cast a mage hand, but it's just you flying down from the sky and picking me up and carrying me places. Although to be fair, to be fair, uh Yichi is not a very strong flyer, so it's more like I pick you up and we both catapult off into the side of a building. God. Do you want to know who is a really strong flyer, though, and who is also the main uh, person that we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, I, I want to know. This is I haven't heard about this. Have, have you not? Okay, so today we are going to talk about one of the most important Transformers in the history of the franchise. And no, it's not Optimus. He's for another episode. <laughs> We have to set a precedent here with this show. Yes, we t yes, absolutely. Today we're going to be talking about the mech, the myth, the legend, Starscream, who is a bitch. That is that is the main word you can use to describe him. <laughs> he may change across the years, across the continuities, but he's always a bitch. He's a punk bitch, and I'll fight him behind a Denny's parking lot. So what are what are the basics on Starscream here for the uh, unfortunately uninitiated? The unfortunate, you just say Autobots. <laughs> no, 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 they know. They know about him all too well, and they wish they didn't. <laughs> okay, so Starscream uh, is Megatron's second in command. He is the commander of Megatron's Air Force, and he's kind of an asshole. K kind of? He's it's an asshole. <laughs> He's, oh, he, he's like, he tried to do the whole science thing and that was going really well for him, but then a little war broke out and he kind of got slotted in somewhere else and got really ambitious and kind of wants to kill Megatron. Uh, but I, also, I don't know if he wants to kill Megatron or if he wants to fuck Megatron. Let's be real. Okay. Okay. I, I see that uh, I will have to counteract the horny much sooner than anticipated. <laughs> This is why I'm the sane one. Now I understand. It all makes sense now. <laughs> so Starscream in in the original cartoon, when he first showed up, his whole role was the screaming guy who fucks shit up. You know, Megatron's got his really good plan. It's going fantastic. And Starscream shows up with his facts and science and and shoots something that he's not supposed to. And everything goes Stiletto to heals. St I don't know if they're stilettos. They're like entire rockets. Yeah, but he still has heels. He does have heels. If a Starscream does not have heels, can it really be said that it's a Starscream? No, 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 no. He also has yeah. to say, Megatron has fallen. I, Starscream, am the new leader of the Decepticons. And then fly off into the sky. Yeah, nobody really follows him, though. Nobody respects him. He's... <laughs> Like, the fandom, I don't think even his fans respect him. Nobody, nobody respects this guy. They may like him, you know, secretly, but uh, even that's a bit of a rarity as far as, like, other Transformers are concerned. Yeah, he's, I, uh, does, does anyone actually respect him? Like, the, his trine, Thundercracker and Skywarp don't respect him? They're just kind of there? They're there for the drama. They're there to see what he's gonna do next and, like, you know, sit there eating their cyber popcorn. God. 
Throughout the years, Starscream has been one of the most notable and recognizable Transformers in the entire franchise. His color scheme is probably one of the most prominent ones, being red, white, blue, and gold. And his design for the toys over the years has transformed, no pun intended, pretty well. Uh, the original G1... That, listen, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Uh, the original uh, G1 Transformers released Starscream when everything was Diaclone and all of that. It was really nice. It had a pretty solid transforming system. It turned into a plane. It turned into a Starscream. It wasn't that hard to figure out. But throughout the years, admittedly, Transformers toys have gotten a lot more complicated, particularly in some of the newer releases. Uh, but we're going to talk about Starscream from the show because that's what everyone knows him from and every show he's ever been in since. Oh boy, and he's been in a lot of shows, even in places you would not expect. Obviously, and all of the times he's died in all of the shows. Oh my god. The thing about Starscream is, you can't keep down the clown. You can kill him, <laughs> but is he really gone? Nine times out of ten, no. He's Probably coming back not. to bite you in the ass. Um, yeah, or shoot so you in the back. That too. He'll do that anyways. He'll do that regardless. <laughs> he does it for fun. Absolutely. So in the original cartoon, uh, in the movie, he died. That's I don't know if that's a spoiler. It's been many, 40 many years. years. 40 <laughs> slutty, slutty years. <laughs> and Starscream died in the 86 movie. But in season three, he shows up as a ghost um, and just... What He just possesses bots. He just kind of fucks around. He doesn't really have a plan going on. Uh, and then he shows up again in Beast Wars, again as a ghost. Again, no plan, really. He's just going to possess He doesn't Wasp have Luther. any importance in Beast Wars. He's just there for, like, what, one or two episodes? One episode. One episode, and then he's promptly thrown back out into space as, like, uh, uh, an alien robot ghost. <laughs> but... Gone but not forgotten, he shows up in Beast Wars 2nd, which I think maybe five people on this planet have actually watched. <laughs> and not only is he in Beast Wars 2nd, he's in it for the entire show. Incredible. He's, uh, and he's not the Starscream we all know and love in many ways. He has Skywarp's color scheme. This guy uh, foregoes his traditional... Uh, not Superman, not Optimus color scheme, and instead he goes he's through his sports. goth phase. He goes through his goth phase and his like um, anime villain phase. You know, <laughs> he uh, has the power of God and anime on his side. Oh my goodness, he's like the way the best way I could describe him is he's like the theater kid that nobody respects because he stands off in the corner, like dramatically monologuing. Uh, but he does have a husband in that show, which is really nice. Oh. Um, that's, uh, that's BB. He's like this big, uh, I don't know if he's a seeker. I think there's, you know, Dirge and Thruster there too. So I would call them all seekers. <laughs> Dirge but and Thruster aren't seekers, they're coneheads. They're not coneheads in this show. Okay. They're, I don't know what's going on in this show. They found a bunch of toys on the back shelf. We're like, hey, let's make a cartoon about it. Yeah, that's um, the that's a lot of the shows actually. That's I feel like that's most of the shows. Most of the shows is hey, this will make a neat toy. Let's throw Starscream in there for some salt and pepper. Yeah, the the strangest thing about Starscream in this show is 
he turns into a shark. What? <laughs> he, at some point in the show, they realized they're not selling enough of these really shitty Beast Wars toys. So they throw him into like a pit of Anglemaw energy and he becomes Hellscream, the shark. <laughs> oh my god. Um, for 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 uh for reference, uh, together Bogey and I have accumulated knowledge of all of the Transformers series. I have seen and read. Uh, well, I have read things that Bogey hasn't, and Bogey has seen things that I haven't. So together we make two whole halves of one like mess. Yeah, good good going there. Two whole halves. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't know fractions either. I couldn't tell you what we are. They, they don't pay me to be smart. They pay me to be cute and thirsty for robots. They do pay you for that. That is that is accurate. <laughs> um, I, I I have no way to prove this, but I feel like Hellscream may possibly have been the inspiration for another character in a later show uh, called Robots in Disguise 2001. Are we talking uh, about Skybite? I'm talking about Skybite. He's also- We're not talking about Skybite right now. That's true, and I have no way to corroborate this, but uh, this this just goes to show how vast Starscream's influence is. And then He's what was Starscream in after Beast Wars the second? He was in, nah, G2? No. G- G2 isn't real. G2 isn't real. We don't talk about G2. G2, G2 isn't real and it can't hurt you. <laughs> let's, let's fast forward to TFA. <laughs> No, 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 no! We're skipping over the entire Unicron trilogy here. We gotta, we gotta slow down here. He I was guess. in Armada, and Armada can be best summarized as the Starscream show because that's the show where he goes through arguably the most character development. Starscream the musical. Starscream the musical. That's that's that show. He's like he starts off pretty normal, but he doesn't actually hate Megatron or really want to overthrow him until. Megatron, like, he he gaslights him, he gatekeeps him, and girl bosses him. <laughs> That's when Starscream finally snaps, and he does the thing that everyone watching uh, a, a show will talk about a little bit later. They all wanted this from Starscream, he joins the Autobots for, like, two episodes. <laughs> yeah. But hey, he, he went there, uh, you know, points for trying. He did it all on his own. He did, and he's basically the hero of that show. Um, he was in Energon, too. Uh, he, this was another case of him dying and then showing up again as like a weird half-ghost. So we're uh, at two Starscream in-character deaths now. Yes. I mean, Beast Wars second Starscream died and then became the shark, but uh, we'll, we'll gloss over that. Mm. Two and um, a half. I'm keeping half. track. Yeah. I have a tally. I have a tally chart. How many oh, times okay. has Starscream died? Yes, yes, very good. Um, and in Energon, Starscream is completely loyal to Megatron. He loves Megatron, and Megatron loves him too. They are they are best friends. They are confidants. One of them is the other silly rabbit, but who's who? You'll never know. They are they are best friends. And then Cybertron goes and fucks everything up, and Starscream just wants to become God. Starscream wanting to become God is a very common thread in a lot of things that Starscream is involved with. He just he just loves the taste of power so much. He wants to become power itself. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't go so well for him in Cybertron. He dies also. 
<laughs> that's three and a half? Yeah, I'd say that's three and a half. Three and a half um, deaths. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then then there's some movies that happened that we... Are we acknowledging the movies? Do we even pretend they exist? I will acknowledge one movie, and it is called Bumblebee 2018. And the rest are... The, the rest only exist because Barricade is handsome. Is, is he, though? Is Shut he, up. though? Isn't anyway, the first dialogue he has asking about uh, ladies' man two seventeen. <laughs> is that is that really hot line wire? Is that does that make you swoon? <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, oh, he dies uh, in the movies though. Add that to he the does cast, die. Yeah, so that's four and a half. And the movies were released in two thousand seven, but you know it was also released in two thousand seven. Transformers animated. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. This was the first Transformers show I saw. Uh, I saw like half an episode of it as a kid. And then I returned to it later on when I fell deep into this pit. Uh, and Starscream, God, I loved him at first sight. I'm not the horny one, but he he was very good. That's all I'll say about that. Starscream's uh, death toll in Transformers Animated outshines literally the rest of the tally because in one episode, he dies and comes back to life eight times. Eight times? You counted it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you really did do your research here. Aha! Uh -huh. Listen, I have watched several of the shows, not as many as you have watched, but I do my research. That's fair. I, I don't research things. I watch them and I pray the information actually got absorbed into this uh, <laughs> ink sponge of mine. The ether that is your, your brain module. Yes. If it's, if it's even there, we don't know. We'll never know. So yeah, in TFA, Starscream dies a whole lot, but he's also like very good. I think he's voiced by Tom Kenny in that one. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he doesn't sound like SpongeBob. It's I, I tried to listen for it. Like, where's where's the SpongeBob? But no, never shows up. Tom Kenny, real pro. Tom uh, Kenny is fantastic. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Starscream in that show, uh, very much the typical kind of Starscream who hates Megatron, wants him dead, wants to overthrow him. But Starscream can't stop dying. It's just a bad habit of his in that show. You mean he can't stop coming back to life? That too, that's another bad habit of his. <laughs> uh, he dies in the last episode, and would there have been a season four, he would have been brought back, but yeah, that didn't yeah. happen. We so, all know how that went. Uh, maybe, maybe someday, if, we, if all the fans get together and pray really, really hard, maybe the way that shows get made will change magically, and it will happen. Uh, I'm not, I can't, yeah, no, so that puts us at 12 and a half deaths. <laughs> and then what was after TFA? Because there was TFA, and then there was something that was released in 2009, I think, and then Transformers Prime came out in 2011. Was that uh, the Combiner Wars, Prime Wars I, trilogy thing? I think it was the Combiner Wars trilogy, yeah. That one hurts so bad. They... I've watched that. They do like a, a series of like little short clips that come before the actual show, which itself is very short. Each episode's like 10 minutes long. Huh. Uh, one of these little uh, intro clips, uh, it's about Starscream, and he's talking about 
how the war is over and he doesn't care about power anymore and he's free and you're like oh man like this is gonna really explore a different side of him then like five episodes in he's like i'm becoming god now and everyone's like (laughs) everyone's like son of a bitch yeah he becomes god he dies and then he becomes triptychon 13 and a half 13 and a half (laughs) <laughs> I think Triptychon dies, but I don't... I Look, I watched that show one time, and that was already too many times. That's fair. And then after that, we get to my favorite series, which is Transformers Prime. This is like most people's favorite series. This is the big one, the big kahuna. I love Transformers Prime. I, when I was young, like really young, like seven or so, I was super into Transformers. And then I saw the Michael Bay movies and I got out of Transformers because they made me really sad. And then I started watching Transformers Prime when it came out and I fell in love instantly. I fell in love with every single character design. I fell in love with the stories. They got Peter Cullen and Frank Welker to reprise their Optimus and Megatron roles. It was just absolutely fantastic fantastically done and starscream in particular and transformers prime is one of the most multifaceted versions of starscream that i've seen in in any i guess modern media and i loved it he's still a bitch but i loved it i feel like starscream across the three seasons goes through like uh, a shuffled order unicron trilogy arc like, in the first season, he's Cybertron Starscream, where he wants to overthrow Megatron, he wants the power. Season 2, he's more of an Armada Starscream, where he's like, I want to join the Autobots, and nobody ever lets him, because the Autobots <laughs> are mean. And then in Season 3, he's Energon Starscream. He loves Megs. He'll do anything for Megs. He's a simp. And we he... stand. And his heels got taller! Did they get taller? Is that a thing that happened? The, yeah, his heels got taller. He went from having, like, the booster heels to having actual stilettos. Oh, he, he took off his booster heels and got his big boy heels instead? Yeah, he got his pleasers. He's he's all uh, good to go. Ah, uh, excellent. Great. This is the kind of character development we're really looking for in a character. Transformers Prime Starscream is probably one of my favorite Starscream. His performance wouldn't have come through if it wasn't for the incredible voice acting talents of Steve Bloom, who I've got to meet personally, and he's a wonderful human being, and he stole my phone and took selfies for like five minutes. But yeah, Transformers Prime Starscream was really, really good. Not only did he have a really complex relationship with Megatron, but he had a complex relationship with, like, Knockout and Soundwave and everyone else in the show as well. It was just really good. He's also, like, the most openly gay Starscream. Like, all Starscreams are gay, but this (laughs) one, uh, this one went above and beyond. He hit on Knockout so many times! Ah. Oh, yes. I I felt that passion there. It's very good. And then we transfer from Transformers Prime into the uh, aligned continuity, which Prime starts, and that goes into Transformers Robots in Disguise 2015, which I also enjoyed. I liked Robots in Disguise 2015. Come at me. It's a good show. You guys are just mean. It's a good show, you guys are just mean. Starscream shows up in uh, Robots in Disguise 2015 for, like, a couple of episodes to kind of fuck around. And then he, like, fucks off because he's like, oh, Megatron's not here? It's just Bumblebee? We're doing all of this for what? Never mind! And then he goes. 
I I know that you're like trying to suppress this live wire, but he goes to jail. He does go to jail. <laughs> he goes to jail. They capture him. His whole thing in in Robots in Disguise 2015 is he wants respect. Megatron never respected him. His friends never respected him. He just wants his moment to shine. And Bumblebee is not even listening to his speech as he's saying all this. <laughs> but yeah, no, Starscream in Robots in Disguise 2015, the whole plot of the series is that Bumblebee and Strongarm and Sideswipe and Grimlock and a couple of others, they run around trying to capture Decepticons who have escaped a prison ship. And it's really good. And Starscream just ends up getting fucking imprisoned and sent to jail and stasis potted and all of that. And it's great. Man, poor, poor, poor bastard. I, I salute him. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He, he <laughs> wants his respect, and you don't even uh, send the man off with, like, you know, a cup of Energon, like, you know, toast to, Ener- to, to Starscream. Starscream could get down in front of me on his hands and knees Whoa. and ask me for my respect, and I still wouldn't give it to him. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to argue with he- you here. Uh, he's a little bit difficult to respect. <laughs> He wasn't in Rescue Bots, or was he? I don't, I, I watched a lot of Rescue Bots, but I don't think I've watched every episode of Rescue Bots, but I don't remember him being in Rescue Bots. His voice actor was in Rescue Bots. Uh, Steve Bloom was Heatwave, and he made a joke one time. Uh, some character thought he might have been Starscream, which <laughs> voice actor jokes will never not be funny. God. Uh, but no, there's, there is no war in Griffin Rock. There is no war in Griffin Rock. Griffin Rock is a fun, safe, scientific community. It's safe is not the right word to use for Griffin Rock. <laughs> and then Rescue Bots Academy, I don't think he was in that one either. He was not. There is no conflict in Rescue Bots Academy. <laughs> Rescue Bots Academy is safe. There is no war. Nothing bad ever happens. Okay, it- that's good. And then after Rescue Bots Academy, we get to Cyberverse. And Cyberverse, it for me, the first season was a little difficult because the the voice direction was very hard to listen to at some points. Uh, and there were a lot of open spaces in the show. But Starscream was there. He he sure was there. He uh, definitely he was, was there. He was criminally insane for most of it. <laughs> uh, I look. I know that there are some people who really, really love Cyberverse. It's like their favorite show. Starscream did not do it for me in that show. And he, that's saying something. It is saying something because I'm a huge Starscream simp. Oh, yeah. He spends most of the time, like, insane. He thinks, what does he think he is? Does he think he's God? It's no, he thinks he God. thinks he's he thinks he's like the true successor to to rebuilding Cybertron and blah 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 blah. And he's got a bunch of like scraplet children. He thinks they're gods. Yeah, that was weird. That was very weird. Even the other seekers were just not okay with it. And, and there then- was an entire five minute long stint in one episode that was completely uncensored of Megatron beating the shit out of him. Yeah, that one was, uh, that was interesting. I feel like Cyberverse tried to, like, pull him in too many different directions. Like, they wanted him to be this kind of pitiable, beaten down, bruised guy. But they also wanted him to be a bitch who eats the universe. You can't have both ways, man. He didn't die in Cyberverse. He just got, like, his ass whooped. Good. (laughs) 
<laughs> he he deserves it a little bit in that show. Yeah, and then after Cyberverse comes, I think the Siege series. Yeah, the yeah, War for yeah, Cybertron. War for Cybertron. Yeah, you had Siege, Earthrise, and Kingdom. I and watched Siege and the first three episodes of Earthrise, and then I could not watch it anymore because the voice actress for Alita One sounded like she was going to burst into tears at any second, and it was really hard for me. Most of the voice actors sounded like that. They all, I don't know who did the voice direction on that show, but uh, it's, you, you, can, you can let the voice actors talk at a normal pace. It's okay. Wheeljack okay. was good, Bumblebee was good, and the guy that did Optimus uh, was the Optimus in Cyberverse, and he improved a lot. I'm still mad it wasn't Cullen, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I felt like the voice actors for Megatron and Starscream were decent. Not, you know, what you'd expect, but they weren't bad. I like uh, the direction that they took for Megatron, and Starscream sounded real good. Yeah. They they did some interesting things though. Uh, we won't get too much into this because this is not the Megatron episode. This is still this the is Starscream, Starscream episode. episode. Uh, but Starscream doesn't really do much in Siege or Earthrise. In Earthrise, he gets like promoted, I think, uh, or was that in Siege? I don't know. The show was a little bit forgettable. But it in Kingdom, is, the plot was very mully. But Kingdom tried to do something with him. They again. There's this, like, interesting trend of trying to have it both ways, where he's both, like, this shit person, but also, like, abused. Mm. Uh, which, that's a whole can of worms. But, yeah. um, they did actually balance it pretty well, I would say. Uh, Dinobot calls him out on being, like, entitled and hiding behind the things that happened to him as an excuse for why he's a bad person. Ooh. And Starscream actually uh, puts on his big boy pants and and does some good shit like he i believe he challenges megatron he actually like tries to do the right thing like formally like, yeah like he he does a good job there uh i i'd have to rewatch it to like get the the details sorted out because again it's a little bit hard to focus on that show especially when everyone's talking at like 1 mile an hour yeah everyone's talking at 1 mile an hour and they put the robot synthesizer over like almost everyone yeah, I, I could never understand Soundwave. But, you know, Starscream wasn't the worst. It wasn't the worst. But I think there was, like, one time where they were able to actually pull off both um, a sympathetic figure, but also a Starscream you would love to punch in the face. Are we talking about Starscream from the IDW comics? We are talking about Starscream from the IDW comics. Yeah! Starscream from the IDW comics is fantastic. He does a really good job of being the classic snarky Starscream with a plan and an agenda while also having to confront all of his trauma and all of the things that Megatron sent him through. So, in the IDW comics, um, a good starting point is basically everyone goes back to Cybertron, and at some point, Starscream is crowned the savior of Cybertron, or whatever, and it's, uh, like, through a Titan or some prophecy, and uh, everyone on Cybertron is like, oh shit, that's a big deal. So he's basically elected president, and while he's president, he's trying to do a billion things to cover up, like, all of the terrible things that he's doing, you know, like a normal politician would do. 
Just, but just normal politician things. Just it's normal fine. politician things. It's fine. Yeah, it's Throughout fine. the whole series, he has to deal with a bumblebee in his consciousness, which we find out later is a, a whole other thing. But basically, bumblebee died, quote unquote, and is cons- like in his consciousness when he makes decisions. So then we get a really deep introspection on Starscream and Bumblebee's relationships as the de facto like second children of their own factions, and that's really interesting. And then halfway through we have Windblade come in. If you don't know who Windblade is, well, you can look her up. She's fantastic. This isn't about her. And Windblade comes in and basically challenges Starscream and all of his things that he's working towards, his position uh, and morals and all of that. She helps establish a Council of Worlds, which goes over really well. And throughout all of this, Starscream is still trying to manage, like, corruption in the city. Like, at some point, Swindle dies and he lies to everyone about it and that's the whole thing and then the constructicons kind of go on a rampage and that's fun and then uh, later on in the series we see Windblade actually go into Starscream's consciousness and find out like why he is the way that he is what is making him like this and she, since Starscream is cold constructed just like all of his like seeker siblings and all of that she basically shows him what he could have been if he was a forged mech and all of his like original morals and all of that because at some point he starts actually caring about what happens to Cyber Tron and the position that he's in because he knows that it not only is it on his shoulders but he wants to be better he wants to treat Cybertron better than Megatron ever treated him and it's honestly so wonderfully written and heartbreaking it is my favorite Starscream to this day. It's a very good Starscream. I'm glad that he doesn't like die at the end of that. He never dies in the comics right? Uh he does die in the comics actually he sacrifices himself for Cybertron after Unicron tries to eat it. God damn it, Starscream. Add that to the 14 count. Fourteen and a half. <laughs> Fourteen and a half. <clears throat> Fourteen and a half deaths. And that and eight of those are just in TFA. <laughs> Man, yeah, TFA Starscream is really pulling his weight. Everyone else better like <laughs> slack here. Nah, we're good. And uh, when when Starscream dies, uh, Bumblebee basically comes back from the ether in a convoluted storyline that we're not getting into right now, um, and becomes uh, Bumblebee's consciousness. So their roles are reversed, and their friendship blossoms even further. And it's just, it's so wonderful. The IDW comics do such justice to Transformers. Yeah, shame it'll be coming to uh, an end soon. Don't talk to me about that! Yeah, now now's a good time to read uh, IDW too, which I keep telling myself I'll do that, and then I don't. I read the first like eight or nine comics, and it was really good. And I just I haven't been able to keep up with it because I've been so busy working. It happens. It happens. It happens. You're too that busy sending little robots. And, and yeah, that. Yeah, Get being cute and sipping over robots. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's Starscream in a in a nutshell, and all the things that he has uh, been through. He's he's been through a lot, a lot of personalities, a lot of uh, design changes. Although I will I will say, if you see a Starscream in the wild, even if he looks completely garbled, like a, like a straight up Dorito, you can still kind of tell it's Starscream. He's Dorito Scream will never die. <laughs> He'll never die, no matter how many <laughs> times you kill him. <laughs> Dorito Scream will never die. <laughs>
So that was the normal part. That was the the regular good here's this character part of the podcast. Yeah, we're going to take a, a quick commercial and we'll get into the horny part of the uh, the podcast. That we will. And I I fear for my sanity. It is it will be horny, but it will also be an introspection into how Starscream is treated in the fandom. Oh boy, he is he is definitely treated in the fandom. <laughs> All right, so we'll see anybody in just a second. Bye. Hi, everybody. My name is Hanari Solomon. Don't ask how or why I got here. My only importance is to read some commercials for you. Our first sponsor today is Wild Bill's Soda Company. Uh, Wild Bill's Soda is a company uh, veteran-owned and operated. They sell a variety of different kinds of sodas uh, like uh, black cherry, sarsaparilla, vanilla cream, uh, root beer, and a bunch of other flavors. They also have things like coffee and beef jerky and snacks and freeze-dried strawberry ice cream, which is relatively new. Uh, Wild Bill specializes in savoring untamed flavor and bringing new and exciting flavors of soda that you probably haven't tried before uh, into the arms of your friends and your family. They're really good for parties and they're uh, really good for basically anything because they also have coffee. And uh, I love coffee and I have so many bags of their coffee. I have like maybe, god, eight. I have like eight bags of their coffee and it's really, really good. Uh, they also have a bunch of different things on their website, like, uh, merchandise that you can buy, like mugs, uh, and they make rounds to conventions, uh, of the video game and nerdy nature, and if you bring a mug to their convention, uh, you get some, uh, some pretty neat shoutouts from them. They come in all different kinds of colors and sizes, and they even have, uh, mini mules, which are like tiny little shot glasses. So, Wild Bills is, uh, definitely a super neat company. Uh, everything they do is really cool cool and all of the food that they have is really delicious um and my uh my fiance and my roommate and I order them all the time it's it's wonderful they're a good company and if you go online and you type in the partner code hanari that is h a n a r i you can get 10% off of your purchase so go to drinkwildbills.com and type in the partner code HANARI for 10% off of your purchase. That was the uh, normal advertisement. Now to get into the uh, not normal and not safe for work advertisement. Because we are an adult show for adults. And that is who should be listening to this show. And if you're not an adult uh, or you are under 18, you're grounded. Listen, we're all thirsty robo-fuckers. Uh, unfortunately, the robots that we all want to fuck don't exist in real life. Uh, but there are some great alternatives that you can purchase and have and own for yourself. And uh, you can get some of those alternatives at Adam and Eve. Uh, Adam and Eve is an adult website that has a lot of not-safe-for-work things, uh, such as toys and lingerie and other things to help you get on with your bad self while thinking 
thinking of Optimus Prime in bed, if that is in fact who you think about. I don't because I see him as a father figure, but I digress. Adam and Eve has all kinds of toys and accoutrements for every kind of uh, set of reproductive organs that anyone may have. And if you go on their website and you type in the partner code HANARI, H-A-N-A-R-I, at checkout, uh, you will be able to get 50% off of uh, almost any one item plus free shipping for anyone in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, any customers outside of the U.S. and Canada will still get the 50% off almost any one item, uh, just not the free shipping. Uh, it's a really cool website. I have like a lingerie robe from them that's very soft and very pretty. And I wear it around the house because that's what you're supposed to do when you buy those kinds of things. But they have a lot more stuff and it's, uh, it, is, it is all not safe for work. Let's be real here. It's for, it's for the fun times after the sun goes down or before the sun goes down. I don't control when y'all fuck. Um, but adamandeve.com is where you go to get pretty much anything you need to spice up your day, night, or otherwise. So go on over to adameve.com, that is A-D-A-M-E-V-E.com, and type in partner code HANARI at checkout to receive 50% off of almost any one item and uh, free shipping for the U.S. and Canada. The musical accompaniment for this episode and uh, all episodes was done by Daniel Jackson. It is from his song Lurker. Uh, you can find him online uh, at nightcallsk.bandcamp.com. That's N-I-G-H-T-C-A-L-L-S-K.bandcamp.com to find all of his music. And he is the one that does the intro and the outro and all of the in-betweens for the show. That's about it for uh, this brief commercial break. Uh, again, I'm just here to tell you guys about commercials and sponsors and all of the other somewhat important stuff because uh, I care about it. I'm not sure if the other two do. Uh, so I'm going to go and leave you guys to the proper hosts of this show because I think my cat is calling me. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you want to give us a shout out on Twitter or any other social media, uh, you can tweet out hashtag EnergonShots. Uh, it's self-explanatory. It's not hard. Uh, we will find it. We will read it. That is a guarantee. I now leave you to the mercy of the thirst corner and all of that all, all of that nonsense. Uh, have fun. <laughs> welcome back it's horny hour it's not horny hour it's it will horny never hour. be horny hour it will never be horny hour we just took some shots at starscream now it's time to take some other shots to quench our thirst the <laughs> look you're look. mad because it was clever i maybe a little bit <laughs> so we've We've discussed how Starscream is portrayed in canon, but the way he's portrayed in fanon is different. So different. It's different. There are people who uh, very strongly dislike him, but 
there are also people who love him a lot. A lot, a lot. A lot, a lot. They have a lot of opinions about him. And There are you- more reader insert fan fictions for Starscream than there are any other Transformer on Archive of Our Own. Is, is that uh, a fact? Is that a factual thing? That is a factual thing because I counted them. You... Oh, man. I mean... I assume that you just looked at the uh, the counter of how many there are instead of like going through reading each one and being like, yep, Starscream was in that. No, I went through the reader tag in Starscream's all media types and I got to the end and I counted every single one that had Starscream and reader and Starscream was the most. Oh, sweet Jesus. I'm really deep in this. Yeah, I... I don't doubt you anymore. You are definitely very deep in this. I don't read them because I personally do not ship myself with Starscream, but some of them, if the premise is good, I'll take a peek. I'll read I'll read anything anyone sends me. You are you are braver than most. You're braver than I am. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is the common thread of most of these fan fictions? The common thread of most of the fan fictions when it comes specifically to Starscream and reader pairings, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, a reader insert is where you are in the story as opposed to some random fucking OC. And I hate the yin ones, so I don't read those. Yin? Yeah, okay, that's how I call it. So a lot of reader insert stories have the abbreviation Y slash N, which is supposed to stand for your name. That way you can insert your name into the thing. I, however, every single time I see it, I read it as yin and it throws off the immersion and I hate it. I've always read it as uh, yes or no. <laughs> Although, nowadays, every time I see that, I replace it with Elise from Sonic 06. That vastly <laughs> improves every fanfiction I've ever read that you've Oh my god. So, yeah, so the common tra- thread that I've noticed in these particular fanfictions is that they are, like, it is a fetish to put Starscream in control of something. And oftentimes, it's you! You, as in you, the the reader that the writer knew exactly about the personality of before putting them in? Yeah, so when it comes to reader inserts, uh, usually, like, there are some that the reader is given a personality and a history and all of that. And there's a lot of them where it's just, like, one-shot pot shots where it's just like, hey, you're just a human that happens to be here and you're gonna fuck Starscream. A lot of times they're in a pre-existing relationship with Starscream, which if you don't write the pre-existing relationship for me, I can't see it. But I, also, I'm not a Starscream simp, so. I can't see this guy in a relationship with anybody. He just, his backstabby muscles keep twitching and he just has to stab them in the back, no matter who they are. The top uh, three ships for Starscream that I've seen in fan art and fan fiction are number one, Obviously, Starscream and Megatron. Number two, Starscream and Jetfire, which is very, very popular. And number three, Starscream and Bumblebee. Really? Starscream and Bumblebee? I would have thought um, Starop would have been on there. Like, Optimus. Starop is is popular, but it's not as popular as Starscream and Bumblebee, and it's definitely not as popular as Starscream and Soundwave. Oh, that's fair. That's, That's a pretty good one. I like it just even on aesthetics. 
Yeah, but Starscream Megatron definitely tops the charts. That's what a lot of the art is. And oh my god, Nat, so there's a whole thing in the fandom where it's like, if you write Starscream and Megatron, you are, you, you like abusing people. God, there, I had this one person one time come into my DMs and say that because I shipped Windblade Starscream, I was glorifying abusive relationships. Oh my god, this is the number one thing in the entirety of the Transformers fandom that pisses me off the most, because I'll admit it, I'm a sucker for evil guy and his, like, right-hand man. Even good guys and their right-hand men. Hell That's yeah. a good thing. Ratch up, ratch up, ratch up! Hey, this is not the, the ratchet episode. We'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Oh, ratchets but... call me. <laughs> But, uh, I also do love rivals, people who kind of hate each other, and the fandom does too, because Megatron and Optimus, I would say, is like the most popular pairing. Would you I... say that? I think, hold on, let me actually double check on that, because I know that Megatron Optimus is like one of the most popular pairings, but last time I checked, the most popular pairing was Drift and Ratchet. Oh, that's fair. That one's like actually canon and actually plausible yeah um, but you know people are okay with shipping like optimus and megatron and they beat each other up all the time why is it that the dynamic between starscream and megatron all of a sudden has people getting like freaking out i was between wrong i was wrong oh. i was i was so very wrong uh-oh the What's top the ship the top ship is Jazz and Prowl, and it outbeats Optimus and Megatron by 500 fanfictions. Oh my goodness. Good, good <laughs> for them. Good for Jazz and Prowl. I, I wish them the best. Is it good for Jazz, though? It, it will be. It's okay. He'll be okay. But yeah, Starscream, Starscream in the top uh, ships on Archive of Our Own, just going, Megatron and Starscream is the third most popular. So, here's... Here's my uh, defense of uh, Megastar. Mm -hmm. You could argue, like, the biggest argument I've seen is the power imbalance, the fact that Megatron has all the cards, and Starscream, all he wants to do is overthrow Megatron. It's not like he's doing anything wrong. And it's not <laughs> like he has, like, the actual power to do this. Incorrect. We have already talked about this, but Starscream has become god multiple times. That's more than what Megatron is usually able to achieve. Like, what can he do? Become Galvatron? Then he's like a willing <laughs> puppet of, of Unicron. Right? He became yeah. Unicron's body once. Okay, perhaps. <laughs> but Starscream does have power. Starscream is not like a little oo-woo soft boy baby who can't do anything wrong. That's he... another thing. <laughs> oh, God. But like, he stabs Megatron in the back repeatedly he is powerful he can do this in tfa he is like he's like the catalyst of megatron coming to earth because he's the one who plants the bomb on him that like nearly destroys him in uh transformers prime he basically kills him in like the first few episodes right like he leaves him for dead yeah he leaves him for dead and then a fucking laser beak comes through and he's just like ah fuck I'm gonna be found, and then he's like, I found Megatron like this, let's get him back to the ship before he dies. He says this with tears in his eyes. He's so <laughs> much leader. Like Megatron, so was doing, like, Megatron was off doing space cocaine, and Starscream was doing great for himself. He killed Cliffjumper, did you know? 
He killed Cliff Jumper. That's right. That's the that's only like thing the that he he never fucking shuts up about it. Good for him. But like what we're saying here is there is no power imbalance. Starscream wants power. He's extremely ambitious and he'll basically do anything it takes to get it. He Starscream can... is a Slytherin. Don't don't say these cursed things. <laughs> But, like, he's he's willing to overthrow Megatron. He easily can surpass him in power. It is not a power imbalance. The other thing people, like, lose their minds over is, well, Megatron beats Starscream up. So does Starscream. Starscream beats Megatron up as well. Also, yeah. these are giant alien robots made of steel. They can handle <laughs> a little beating. Like, they beat each other up for fun, you know? Hey, how's it going, bro? Punches them in the face. One of the biggest issues that I find with looking for content for Scarscream is the rampant woobification of him, where, oh yeah, Starscream is 80% of the time out of anything that I've seen either crying or a bottom. Oh my god. I mean, he's a bottom. That's, I'm not gonna contest that. He's a but bottom. The, yeah, the woobification. They treat him like he's a baby. He can't do anything for himself, which again, like... Have you seen literally any of the shows he's in? This guy is extremely capable. Oh yeah. He not only is he smart and he's really good at coming up with plans, but he is also has some of the highest like survival instincts of anybody on the show because he's been placed directly in Megatron's line of danger more times than Optimus himself has. Also, he can't be killed. Yeah, also he can't be killed. You kill him, he'll just come back as a ghost time and time again. It is impossible to keep down the clown. I'm going to find the top five ships for Starscream. Okay, so top ship for Starscream is Megatron Starscream to absolutely no one's surprise. Second is Jetfire and Starscream. Jetfire, Skyfire, Starscream. Third most popular is actually Optimus Prime and Starscream. Fourth most popular is Starscream, Skywarp, and Thundercracker. Okay, okay, I can see it. Just all three of them? Yeah, and then the fifth most popular one is Starscream and Wheeljack. Wheeljack? It's very popular. Starscream and Wheeljack is it's, uh, it's very, very popular. That's gotta be a comics thing, right? It is definitely a comics thing, yeah. There are several times when Starscream and Wheeljack are, like, involved in each other's shit, and Wheeljack is just spouting off science shit, and Starscream is, like, meeting him head-on at his level, and they have this, like, weird sense of camaraderie, and everyone ships it now. Huh. I guess I could see that. That is part of why, uh, Skyfire and... Starscream is such a big one. Like, they were scientist buddies together, you know? Yeah, Knockout and Starscream is right below Starscream and Wheeljack. Ah, uh, of course. that It's that one scene from the episode with the zombies. Yeah, it's the one it's scene like, from where it's like, I always thought you had a glossy finish. Yep, and then the awkward silence afterwards. That just, mm, <laughs> very on top. Beautiful. Yeah. Cinema. But there is, like, a very stark difference to how Starscream is portrayed with other bots and how Starscream is portrayed when there's a reader insert involved. Like, there, like one of the big things that I've noticed in fanfiction in particular is that the people who write Starscream like to fuck with power dynamics, but they don't like to fuck with power dynamics in a way that is interesting. They're just like, either Starscream is in charge or Starscream is not in charge. Very rarely have I ever read a fanfiction 
that involves Starscream and let's say Megatron, for example, where Starscream is anything other than like Megatron's fuck toy. Like there's no sense of like that cunning that he normally has. There's no sense of like plotting that he normally has. I think there's one fan fiction that I read where uh, St Starscream got mad at Megatron for something and then Megatron ended up going over and fucking Soundwave and Starscream was like, well, I want to see what the big fucking deal is. So then Starscream coerces Soundwave to sleep with him and it's a whole thing. Oh my goodness. I It was very well written, but I don't remember what it was called. I It might be in my bookmarks. Let me check. Are you, are you going to be giving uh, horny fan fiction uh, suggestions to the re to the viewers? Is that you bet your fucking ass I am. Do I look like a bitch? Yeah, yeah, I I guess so. That's mean. <laughs> well, I I can't see you right now, so who knows? Maybe you don't look like a bitch. That's that's fair. Let me uh wait, no, I will I will search it. In the meantime, what have you uh noticed about Starscream and fandom because you you draw a lot of stuff for Starscream lately. I do. I don't post it anywhere, but I do draw it and I keep it all to myself. It's not for anybody else because I am a coward. Um can't relate. <clears throat> a lot of what I see um what I tend to see is a lot of what you mentioned where he's treated, like, far less capable than he actually is. Um, but there's... What I've seen is, this is the result of people projecting onto him. People who have, like, legitimately been in really shitty situations who see themselves in Starscream. And that's where the trouble starts, because they're putting their own life experiences onto a character who is perhaps similar to them, but not the same. And then they get very upset when other people don't have the same hyper-specific interpretation that they do. Because people, they, they may find comfort in a character who sometimes is able to rise up beyond Megatron. You know, sometimes he's able to become his own god. But in, in media, that's never portrayed as, like, a good or triumphant thing. It's always like, God damn it, Starscream's gone off the rails again. Time to call in Megatron to knock him down a peg. Oh, right? also, one big thing in the Transformers fandom that I noticed that I think just followed over from other fandoms, particularly <laughs> Supernatural. <clears throat> but they, the Transformers fandom is obsessed with the concept of robots being in heat and in rut, like like animal cycles and stuff. And like I get it if we're talking about like Steeljaw or Thunderhoof or like literally anyone from the Beast Wars series, but it's like everyone's obsessed with Starscream being a helpless sea in heat it's so funny oh god and he's got to so get funny. i the few fan fictions that i have read and i don't read a lot of fan fiction not anymore but i have read a few where it's like oh no he's in heat and his trine need to help him like i really hope that most of those fan fictions that are like about him and his trine are actually about them like having like a nice cool like frat boy college dorm mates relationship and not just mindless fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah no shade to those fan fictions uh but i feel like that is an interesting dynamic and i've never ever seen it happen yeah it's, it's always just hey hey look starscream i have a cock here do you want to suck it yes uh, 
Uh, yeah, there is one writer who has a series, uh, like a full series of self-insert Starscream and Reader fanfics on Archive of Our Own called You and Your Star. They are Kit Caliber, K-I-T-C-A-L-I-B-E-R, and they're, it consists of mostly just one-shots of what if Starscream was in a relationship with the with you, and they're pretty good. Um, I'm very, very picky when it comes to the fanfictions that I actually read in full, but that person is very dedicated to putting out reader Starscream stuff, and I, like, I commend them. I commend them. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, give recommendations if you, uh, know of good, uh, really cool, like, creators. Oh, yeah, and there's also one who's a little bit more recent, uh, it's Squidly Diddly. Um, it looks like everything that they put up is, like, Tumblr requests, but uh, they do also have a lot of Starscream and self-insert stories. So it's squiddly underscore diddly, uh, S-Q-U-I-D-D-L-Y underscore D-I-D-D-I-L-Y. And they have a lot of Starscream slash reader stories on Archive of Our Own. Man, that person really picked, like, the best username out there, huh? <laughs> There's a lot of really good ones, I will admit. But yeah, that's one big, like, the good thing is that if if a person can write well, and if a person understands character development and pacing and all of that, you can write Starscream, you can draw Starscream, it's not hard. The only thing is, is that there are three key components to Starscream being Starscream. He is hungry for power very cunning and very smart and self-preserving and if you have those three things you can write starscream yeah he he is typically pretty smart i i think the thing about starscream is because he's been in so much media his personality has changed quite a bit there are some shows in which uh he temporarily loses his survival instincts and he kind of forgets how to um how to do the thinking thing, you know? I forget too sometimes, you know? I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. It's called anxiety. It's, it's mostly things like friendship that he can't compute. Friendship is a hard one. He gets told, you're my friend, and then he stands there dumbly for the next, like, ten minutes. I, I would go so far as to say that the closest friend that I've ever seen Starscream have in any media is probably Knockout. Knockout? Well, I would say um, Alexis from uh, Transformers Armada. By the oh, way, yes. real quick, real quick, if you ship Starscream and Alexis, you're a bad person. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I can't, I can't I, back that one. Look, look, I get it, I get it. It's Armada. Uh, there's kind of an absence of good bots to ship him with. You know, Megatron's kind of contentious in this one because... He is legitimately pretty awful to Starscream. I get your, you know, concerns here. Jetfire is right there. He's <laughs> right there. There's an episode where Jetfire takes a pair of handcuffs and handcuffs Starscream to himself. The fanfiction potential is, it's going wild. Like, this show is brimming with it. And you I don't think I've ever actually child. seen that. It, it happens. It's a very uh, good episode. I I highly recommend Armada if you haven't seen it. It's it really is Starscream the Opera. So yeah, all all that boils down to is uh, Starscream is a bitch and so are you. <laughs>
Exactly. Roll credits. <laughs> roll, yeah, roll credits. <laughs> but yeah, that is that is pretty much all that we have for Starscream. If you if you like Starscream, I will not judge you. If you want to fuck Starscream, I will also not judge you. Like the thing, my Transformers collection. I have a lot of Transformers. I have three and a half bookshelves full of Transformers, and that's not even include only the cosplays and the replicas that I've three D printed and the arc that I got in recently. I have more Starscreams than any other figure, and I don't even like Starscream. But the toys they keep coming out with for him are fucking incredible. Except for the evergreen one that you can get at Universal. That one sucks. I hate that one. <laughs> I, I don't have as much of a, a Transformers toy collection as you. Nowhere near as much. I've only been doing this for about a year and a half. But I also have more Starscreams than anyone else. That's not because there's just so many good toys of him. It's because I'm a simp. <laughs> I think we would be remiss to end this portion without asking the most important questions about Starscream. Like, which one is the sexiest? Oh, no. Um, oh, God. For me, I think that the sexiest Starscream is... And you're going to think I'm really weird for this... I think the sexiest Starscream is Robots in Disguise 2015 Starscream. Why would I think you're weird for that? You're right. <laughs> Look, he like grows angel wings in some uh, symbolic, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's symbolic of his ascension. And he flies around on him like, that is so cool. It is blindingly cool. I like Maybe. his color scheme and I like his body design because it's so starkly different from his Transformers Prime design while still being so just inherently Starscream. And it's supposed to be a con uh, continuation, but I think that uh, Robots in Disguise 2015 Starscream is the sexiest Starscream and I will die on this hill. That may be true. However, does the canon agree with you? Does the show, do the shows themselves have a particular uh, Starscream they think is the sexiest? The I can't ask is, them! The, well, actually, I know the answer. The answer is yes, it is Beast Wars second. In this show, uh, in the moon, there's a pair of robots who just, they just comment on everything happening in the show. They're like the viewer inserts. And one of them simps for Starscream. He, he is like the sexy man of that show. This <laughs> will not shut up about him. Uh, at some point, she even suggests going on like a panty raid. Oh my god! She is so thirsty that even when he turns into a really weird-looking shark, she cannot stop simping. So, oh like, god. if we're asking the shows which one is the sexiest, it's that one. And you know, I I don't I don't want to argue with them. They they seem to be very strong about this. Like that's their opinion. Okay, then if, um, if that's your opinion, then we're we're gonna do this then because I know you very well. Fuck Mary Kill, G1 Starscream, Beast Wars Second Starscream, and TFA Starscream. Oh boy. Okay, I think well, I think we've already established that TFA Starscream is unkillable. Like if I kill him, <laughs> he'll just come back. And then he'll try to kill me, and I don't I don't know if I have the defenses there. I am just a very small maximal. I can't do anything. So, uh, oh, and G1 Starscream is also unkillable. And fuck, they're all unkillable. Okay, well. You have to kill one of them. One of them has to go. Okay, I think I'll have to kill G1 just because 
I love his voice so much, but if I actually had to exist in the same space as him, I would I would not be able to take it. He is very uh, screechy. He lives up he to his name. So. I kill G1 Starscream. Okay. Which one I fuck, I cannot fuck Beast Wars second Starscream because <laughs> he is all points. He is built like a Gundam. I cannot do it. <laughs> uh, whereas, like, TFA Starscream, on the other hand, he's voiced by Spongebob. How can I not? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh beast Wars second star scream like his plots involve inviting uh unaligned bots to like a tea party okay this guy would be the perfect trophy husband i'm marrying <laughs> him absolutely like this guy is like house husband material okay well, i chose i chose your three so so let you me choose your three. Oh, oh no three. I'm gonna rub my little hands together. Let's see. I heard you crack your knuckles. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm serious about this. I'm real serious. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. It's okay. I'm the thirsty one. This is my job. So we're gonna go with uh, Fuck Mary Kill, G1, Prime, and Robots in Disguise 2015. Oh man. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So. I think I would kill Prime Starscream. What? I would kill Prime Starscream to set the record straight because it's the only series he hasn't died and we're going for that 15, baby. Okay, 15 and a half. 15 and a half. We're going for that. It's the only series where he hasn't died. And he goes through really good character development, but by the end of it, his time is up. That's I realize that if I kill him in Transformers Prime, he then would not exist in Robots in Disguise 2015. However, if Megatron can come back from the ether, so could Starscream. That's true. That's true. So, and it's like a slightly different continuity. It's like the continuity slid to the left a little bit, you know? Yeah. So like I would main- kill. I would kill Prime Starscream. I would. Hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> Now this comes the difficult choice. Do you fuck G1 Starscream or marry him? Um, I, I would fuck Robots in Disguise 2015 Starscream because Robots in Disguise 2015 Starscream has more life experience than G1 Starscream. I also think he's prettier. That's true. That's if I'm gonna true. if I'm gonna fuck a Starscream, I'm gonna fuck a Starscream that knows what he's doing and that's been around humans for long enough. And then I will regrettably marry G1 Starscream because he needs someone to set him straight. He needs he needs a child leash and an apple juice and just a corner for him to sit and a little plastic crown. And I will I will give him that. But I'll also sit on his shoulders and be a little bit more intimidating than him at some points so that the Decepticons will actually get their shit together. The Decepticons will never get their shit together. You know this. No, they won't. They will not. But I will have a trophy Starscream, and he will be the original Starscream. Therefore, I will be the ultimate collector of Starscreams. Oh, you fiend. This was your plot all along. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's my choices. Sorry, TFB Starscream, but you gotta go. Your time is up, buddy. Uh, not even the stiletto heels could win you over. 
Not even the stiletto heels can win me over because if you put me in a room where Starscream and Knockout both exist, every single time I'm going to take Knockout. We're not talking about Knockout. What? What's a Knockout? Come on. This isn't the Knockout episode. Not yet. <laughs> but yeah, so that there's there's a lot to dissect with Starscream that has been dissected every which way left right up down and backwards but at the end of the day Starscream's a bitch and that's why we love him that yes there there are many differences with this guy like he can be uh anything from like the most obedient uh good boy to like a floating head that screams swears at you but, like, <laughs> we'll always love him. We'll always love him. Well, I mean, you will always love him. I'm gonna... I will love him. You will always love him. I'll, I'll sit over here with my anti-Starscream gun that Brainstorm made for me. <laughs> because Brainstorm makes every gun imaginable. I, I'm a little bit afraid of Brainstorm. The more you talk about him, the more scared I get. <laughs> He's nice! He's fine! Don't worry about it. We'll talk about him later. Why Why does he carry on that briefcase everywhere, huh? It's fine! It's fine! Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Once again, my name is Livewire, and I'm the thirsty one. I'm Bogey, and I am apparently the sane one. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.